I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Ready? I don't know. I've got a page of stuff and nine pages from an article. So you're ready? No. You're more ready than you normally are because you normally walk in here with nothing. Sometimes. And just wing it. Except for thoughts. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts are weird. Oh, geez. Coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> the pot calling a kettle whack. Yeah. We're recording, by the way. Where's your notes, buddy? Right there. Right there. I do everything electronically. You always think I'm on my phone and my iPad. Well, and you are too, Mr. I'm actually 15 minutes after when we were supposed to meet and you've been on your phone for most of the time. Hey, you heard I had a customer call with an emergency and I fixed it right in front of your damn face. That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't keep our time slot, but you know, that's cool. I was ready. I was was ready. For what? Okay, we got a little bit of time here. So... Welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. I'm Ben Clunt. This is my Scottish friend, Stephen Brown, as you probably heard in the intro. If we still do those, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how Stephen's editing. <laughs> Can I say something real quick no, before we get into framing this? No. <laughs> I got a really awesome text message I'm okay. going to read out okay. about our podcast. Oh, geez. So I play golf with someone who is a good friend of mine uh, three, four weeks ago. Okay. And... He, uh, I thought you were going to say something bad. I texted him about three minutes before we were due to tee off. I was like, did you forget? And he's like, oh, shit. That's yeah, a yes. Um, I can be there in X amount of minutes. So I teed off, played the first six or seven holes on my own. He met me. We finished the round. So he was like an hour and a half late, hour late. No, six holes is 40 minutes, okay. 50 minutes, give or take. Yeah. When you're on your own. and yeah. Scooting. So... <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this okay he said i just listened to 88 which is last week's i'm really concerned where do you put the guy that admits he forgot the appointment but actually shows up for a few holes on the front <laughs> nine all of the back nine buys you lunch and a beverage <laughs> and enjoy the view from the deck afterwards i'm asking for a friend <laughs> <laughs> so that was the one we talked about people keeping their appointments well, yeah and then he said, really enjoying the podcast, brother. Excellent labor of love. So, hmm. Turn that around. Let me see who that was. There we go. Um, I have guesses as to who it was, but I'm not certain. No, you don't know this fella. Oh, I don't. Okay. Yeah. I know that name. You do? Yeah. Okay. Is that one of your clients? No, no. He was, he's a former soccer guy. 
just like me. Maybe I just know him through that then. We both enjoy retirement. Um, so I had actually said... That's funny. Where do you re- put the guy who shows up at his late and doesn't... <laughs> yeah. So I, I responded to him and I said, I've got all the grace in the world for you and didn't, you didn't ditch. It, it was more for me about in the professional realm. I'm glad you're, you're liking the podcast. And he gave a great answer. He said, grace is the gravy of life that we should serve to others in abundance. Grace is the gravy. You know what? Who doesn't love gravy? Let's yeah. just be real. So I hope he hears this and giggles about the fact that I shared it. So I like that. I like that. Grace yeah. is the gravy of life. I, th- I knew you would like it. That's why I'll I wanted that. to share it before we talked about today's topic. It's going to make me want like fried chicken and gravy and like biscuits and potatoes <laughs> and all the fattening, delicious stuff now. But Yeah, what's not to like about any of that? Okay, so this topic, I'll tell you where this topic came from first and foremost. Oh, I'm intrigued. Well, how about you say what the topic is and then you tell us where it came from? No, I'm going to give the story first because right. it's going to make it more interesting. So I'm sitting there peeing, okay? And I'm using the bathroom and when I get done, I'm doing my belt loop, right? And I pull my belt tight and I was like, gosh, this is uncomfortable a little bit, right? To the belt loop where I want it to be, the hole where I want it stuff to go through, right? And right now, I'm in between belt loops. And I give you a solution for that. Yeah, I know. And I'm in between bell loops. And I could go down one, right? And it would be my pants are loose and my belt's loose. And then it's kind of like uncomfortable. Or you can go up and it's uncomfortable, right? Like you could cinch it tighter and it's uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Yeah, you suck it in a little bit. <laughs> and your voice goes up a few octaves. Hi, I'm men. <laughs> are you cinching it on your balls? It's tight all around. It pulls the pants up and everything. But... <laughs> So, I tightened it up, and I was like, "Man, it's interesting." Like, because you could go buy you could you could go buy new pants and new or new belt. You can go buy a new belt, right? That's has a the loop the hole in a better spot. I could take Stephen's hole punch like he recommended and punch a hole right between the two. Which it's I not just a hole punch; it's an actual leather punch for belts. Yes, it's a leather punch. Okay, Stephen's leather punch, which the only guy I know that owns a leather punch. I lost a bunch of weight and didn't want to get rid of all my belts. So did you cut like six inches off and then punch new holes? No. Because then you got a bunch of excess at the end. You just go an inch or two in and then you just go. Okay. Other way. We're totally. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Talking about hole punches for belts. So I was like, okay, wait. No, I'm going to keep these, right? It's like you keep your skinny jeans, right, as motivator to get back in them. So. Not actual skinny jeans, just skinny waist jeans. Skinny, yeah. We got our fat pants. You don't wear the skinny jeans. You're not one of them. Well, I kind of did the other day. That was Patrick and I had lunch, and I got some new pants, and they're kind of tight. But that's a different topic. So, and so this whole belt thing made me think about, like, no, this is going to be the motivation that I need just to go out on a walk, right? Eat a little healthier, consider how much I'm drinking and stuff to, to lose a few pounds to get into the belt loop that I want to be in not have to have my pants loose, right? So, today's topic, I was like, hey, that's an interesting way of motivating myself. And I was like, ah, motivation. We should talk about motivation and the different types of motivation and positive and negative motivation. And so, today we're talking about motivation, if you haven't figured that out yet. And Stephen says, he responded when I told him the topic with, I live that, when I think he meant love love that. that. (laughs) And I was like, wow, you're arrogant. I live that, Mr. Motivation over here. But... So, motivation. Uh, I'm going to start off with quotes again because I looked up quotes. Okay. 
So motivation is the reason for one's actions, willingness, and goals. Second one, the process. I liked that part. The process. Motivation is the process. Is this a quote or is this that a definition? Initi- definition that initiates, guides, and maintains goal-oriented behaviors. I was like, I like that second one especially, right? Read like, that again. Motivation is the process that initiates, guides, and maintains goal-oriented behaviors. I call bullshit on that you definition. You call bullshit on it. I call absolute bullshit on that. De- I don't think it's the process at all. The process is not part of motivation. Motivation is a little spark right at the start. Oh, I don't think th- that's going to be fun. Then. And motivation is absent more often than it's present. I don't disagree on that. But I think actually motivation is throughout the entire process. I wouldn't say necessarily it is the process, but I would say I think motivation is needed at every point in the process. Again, I disagree. You can disagree, but you're wrong. But motivation, because <laughs> and I will take that from my own perspective. This is, from this my is own where thing. I'm I'll give you an motivation example. Motivation is misunderstood, but I'll let you finish. Go. No, now I want to hear your definition, actually, of motivation, and if it's misunderstood. Motivation is the inspiration to start something. But it's bereft, or most habits are bereft of motivation. I don't go to the gym because I'm motivated to go to the gym. I go to the gym because my body hurts if I don't. I go to the gym because I get fat if I don't. And I go to the gym because mentally it centers me for the day. There's, there's days where I have zero motivation to go to the gym. And I have to go down to the basement and bust out a new pair of shoes just to get out the door. But even still, I think... You do have motivation in that. It's just different type of motivation. It's intrinsic motivation. I have drive, which we were going to talk about the two. There's a difference, but keep going because I, I did. I actually anticipated when you sent me this. The reason I said I love it or slash live it because <laughs> of my fat thumbs. Fat thumbs. Is I knew we were going to disagree on this because I think motivation is absolutely bullshit I for most do. of the time, and it's temporary, and that, like I said, it's not always there. But it needs to be topped up from time to time. So finish your thought. No, I was going to say, I mean, I utilize motivation at every point in my sales process, right? Because there's times where you get down. Like, I don't think it's to start. I don't think that's what starts it. I mean, that would be like gaining momentum, right? Like you're saying that motivation is what you use to gain momentum. And then you're off and going and you're fine. No, motivation is the starting point. Motivation is the, to your point, right? Motivation is you going, fuck, my belt is too tight. I'm getting Mm -hmm. fat again. I'm undoing all the work I did last year. I need to do something about this. That's a motivation, right? But to think that you're going to wake up feeling like that every day, I think is patently wrong. And I agree to some, I mean, I agree with that. I I, I think they could probably go hand in hand, really. Driving motivation are, are... but they're two very different things and they do go hand in hand. Yeah. So having the drive to build habits is very different from being motivated every day to carry out the habits. Yeah. So you're agreeing with me? Well, I don't, yeah, I agree with that. So, but I I don't understand how you think motivation isn't throughout the entire process. Because motiv- if motivation is, again, the reason for one's actions, willingness, and goals, like if it is the reason, then why you have the drive to go and do that? Because I would say then, in that case, drive 
is a byproduct of motivation because you're not driven to do certain things in life because you're not motivated. You don't care enough about them. We've talked about this, how you're you're driven and motivated in work, but then you can be lazy on the weekends. Again, I think that you're mistaken what motivation is. I think that your second definition of motivation, despite it being a dictionary definition, is completely wrong. I think it's a complete misunderstanding of what motivation actually is. Your motivation Are you arguing with the wife. dictionary? Yes. <laughs> How are we going to record a podcast if we can't even agree on the dictionary definition? Because that was the second definition, and I think what you find isn't often in dictionary with a second or third definition. It, it's what pop culture or popular culture has decided that something means. It's not actually what it means. Read the first definition again. That's the reason for one's actions, willingness, and goals. Yeah, the reason, the why. That's motivation, right? Yeah, but I don't think that's a one-time thing. No. You had it said it's at the start. Goes. It comes and goes. Every now and again, you have to reset and focus on what the original motivation was. But whatever it is, it's going back to the start and saying, what was the why? What was the purpose of starting this? So motivation is in and out of the process, but the one constant is habit and drive. No, I don't disagree. Sorry, habit and drive. That's why I said motivation is throughout the whole thing. It's not throughout the whole thing. You just said it comes and goes. All right. So (laughs) how could it not be if it comes and goes? One year ago today, you were starting to not go to the gym as much. You were pissed off with the trainer, cyborg dude, right? Um, Dan the Cyborg, you were like, yeah, he's not available when I want him to be available. Yeah, our schedules didn't align. That's different than pissed off. But yeah. But what you did for the remainder of the year. Because I think he actually listens to this sometimes. I'm not always pissed off Dan the Cyborg. (laughs) In order to, he's used to people being pissed off at him if he's a personal trainer. (laughs) It's not a negative thing. It means they're doing their job right. Um, With the exception of his schedule. Um, But what you did was you built habits. You said, I will go to the gym on these days, at these times, and we'll get together on these days. You built processes and habits, and you were driven to go to those things because, and I've got all this in lists, by the way. So, and I'm going to go through each one of the things I've written down and justify this, but you weren't motivated by getting to a result. You weren't motivated every day. Mm-hmm. In fact, when you were yawning all over me in the gym at 5.30 in the morning, you were not motivated in the least. You had zero motivation to be there. Other than Actually, other that than, was my motivation, was to get through it and be good to gone when you were chatty Kathy. <laughs> You're You were driven not to let me down because you'd made an appointment with me. That's different from motivation. Uh, well, compelled, actually, we, sorry, we could compelled, not we driven. Could, we could talk about that in one of these psychological studies that I actually brought with me that talks about that type of motivation. I have all the studies here. In fact, there's two books that I don't know if you've even read it. Either one, even though I know for sure I've recommended one, and Which one of our former podcast guests gave us the other. Yeah, micro habits. So you've got Atomic Habits, right, by James Clear. That was the one that Tyler, Tyler gave, gave us. Yeah. Which and is then essentially my, yeah. The power, the power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And I haven't read that one. And both of those have in-depth 
in-depth scientific studies into habit versus motivation versus psychology. Hmm. And I encourage you to read them both. Again. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you said so. I am moderately confident in my knowledge and aptitude and application that like I said, I'm not motivated to do most of the things that I do in order to be successful. But I am a big believer in processes and habits in See, order to get to results. No, because I think you are motivated because we've talked about it before. I mean, you have stated goals that you're motivated by. No. So you're not motivated to retire at 50 like you stated with a certain amount of money and a certain house and all of these types of things and you're not motivated by those That's things. a purpose. That's not a motivation. Purpose is motivation. Dude. And I think when, again, we're misrepresenting what motivation means. How are we misrepresenting motivation what motivation means? for me, like I said, is the spark, right? At the start and it's fleeting throughout. Motivation... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't. Sometimes on a Saturday you wake up and you sit in your boxer shorts with your coffee and you flick, I'm talking about me, you watch soccer and then you watch football and then there's something else on, maybe a Laker game or something. And it gets to three o'clock in the afternoon and all you've done that day is maybe go to the gym, watch a bunch of sport, you haven't mowed the lawn, you haven't cleaned the house, you've got a pile of laundry. It sounds like like, somebody who's single, man. That's not the day. So, God. So what you freaking went to the gym and sat all day till 3 p.m. on a Saturday? What the hell? What I'm saying is that that right there is more, probably more normal and more natural to most people than waking up on a Saturday morning and going, I've got a list to do. I got to mow the lawn. I got to go to Costco. I got bang, bang, bang. Now, again, I'm not saying that people don't do that. I'm just saying that in order to do that, it usually is something that's built through time, through habit and process. It's like Saturday's the day I go to Costco. Saturday's the day I mow the lawn. Sunday's the day that I rest and do that. So habit and repetitive, repetition of um, habits, I feel is what people rely on and what makes people do things 99.99% 99.99% more than motivation. And I don't nobody's motivated disagree to do laundry, with that. go to Costco, mow the lawn. That stuff fucking sucks. Well, I don't disagree, but they are motivated because they want their lawn to look nice. Why would you why would you mow your lawn? Purely because it's a habit? You don't mow your lawn purely because it's a habit. You mow the lawn because you want it to look good and you fear that your neighbors are going to cast you out. That's your motivation for mowing the lawn. No, that's a reason. That's not motivation. That's exactly what motivation is. No. Yeah. Okay. We're going to. We're probably not going to agree on it. But I do want you to get. You've got a shitload of notes. I, I want do. you to go. And this is literally just in case about. we wanted to read through it. Uh, and maybe this will actually frame it a little more. So we'll see as we dig this. This is actually what happens. Sometimes we. Sometimes we just straight up disagree on stuff, and sometimes we actually disagree on stuff, and then we dig into it more. It's like, well, that's what I was saying. So I'll be interested to see if at the end of this, if we come to the same definition, we're like, well, that's what I've been saying the whole time, asshole. But uh, I was thinking through the idea of motivation, right? In ways that I'm motivated, at least. And there's tangible ways that I'm motivated and there's intangible ways that I'm motivated, right? As I look this up, the extrinsic, 
motivators and intrinsic motivators, right? When we dig into it a little bit here. So extrinsic motivators being those things that are more goal-oriented, making a certain amount of money, having a lake house, having a boat, having a car, taking the family to Disneyland, those types of things, right? Intrinsic to things that come more naturally and easier because they align with your values and the things that you are thinking about on a daily basis. So fear of failure, some competitiveness, right? They're easier to keep. They just are Mm -hmm. part of you, right? So those were two types uh, of the overarching fall under one or the other. And then this thing that I was reading breaks it down even more so into that, right? The types of motivation. So we could talk about that. Do you agree that there are those two types of motivation? There's things where you might be tangible. I mean, I know like... That you can touch and feel and other things that... Yeah, there's things that things that motivate you. Mm-hmm. And then there are feelings that motivate you. For most people, yeah. Yeah, so you're psychotic. Okay. Do you not get motivated? Well, you kind of get motivated by things. Really don't. You kind of do. Like what? Experiences. Is that? Okay, so yeah, that's... A to thing. Me, a vacation. I, I just said like a vacation. Thing, okay, yeah. Like a... Yeah. Like I like want all the have... experiences. I want to go to the Super Bowl. I want to go to the NBA Finals. I want to, yeah. you know... Well, and you've talked about I will own a house in Orange County. Yeah. yeah. I will have... X. We've talked about a bunch of different things. But so, like, those are tangible things. Yeah. And they, they motivate you, I think, to go and hit the next I don't think I want my house in Orange County anymore. You change that? You went out the way. Yeah, I know. That's a whole different. California's going to hell. That's all. Well, you might be able to get a good price on one right now It's yeah. if it's not burnt down. I'll move into California when all those clowns move out. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. But let's talk about this. For the sake of our conversation, I mean, we can talk about it from a business standpoint or non-business standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. we're kind of a business-focused podcast. I think there are certain types of motivation that are more beneficial to you from a business standpoint than uh, others. Okay. Any ideas on what they would be? Well, you've got you've got stuff written down here. I do. How about you talk and I'll respond. Under my tangible side, right? Income goals, hitting a certain hurts a certain number. But I'll even give the caveat from our goals podcast and stuff, right? It's like setting time frames and being able to move the time frames, right? Because if I go to a latter point I want to talk about is when motivation is negative, right, or when it is in a negative direction. When there's too many confines on it, I'd say, or you're mm-hmm. you're going. So, I think the motivation to make a certain amount of money, the motivation to provide for your family with that certain amount of money, right? And I don't think even material things are negative. And going after material things are negative from a business standpoint, depending on the reasoning for why you're going after the material things, right? Agree? You're nodding your head, kinda. I think everybody's different. I don't need a thing. Yeah, and the, you might not be motivated like stuff, by material things. Stuff doesn't motivate me. I love shoes. Like, I love my Nikes. Yeah, you got a lot of shoes. If I had less, I'd be fine. If I didn't have them, I'd be fine. I'd be, I'd always want them. Um, but so for, here's a good question then, Stephen. <laughs> what motivates you? Relationships. I want to be the... And this sounds really cheesy, but I want to be the best friend, the best son... 
maybe dad at some point, brother. I'm motivated by, and by motivated, I mean I'm driven in order to be the best I can be at all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's a process and I know that I have to build routines and habits in, which is something that I'll talk about here in a bit. Um, do it now. In order to do so. So I wrote this out because I believe that this is how I'm successful at anything I do, right? So I start with a why or a goal, right? And we know that I'm a big Simon Sinek fan. Mm -hmm. And then there's a pragmatic part to where... I'm going to figure out the path. I'm going to figure out the, the each individual part of the process, right? And then you go from pragmatic to protagonist. Now I'm going to do it. And you schedule your habits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hyper important. So many people will have the why and they'll build the pathway, but they don't ever schedule their habits. Yeah. All right, so... One of the things that I'm going to talk... You you actually came in a little early today and I was on a call with some people that are on my team and I'm going to present to them all the sales enablement tools that we have because I don't think the majority of my team uses them. They're not using the tools that we have to schedule and and do the things and be successful, right? And success isn't, isn't an accident, right? So... You've heard the uh, the quote, since since we love quotes, that <laughs> I believe it was Aristotle who said, um, we are what we repeatedly do, therefore excellence is a habit, not, excellence is a habit, not an action, right? So you're constantly working to be excellent. I might have bastardized that quote a little bit. <laughs> the premise is there. You are what you repeatedly do, therefore excellence is a habit. So I think what people tend to do, like I said, is start with the... They've got their why. They've got that initial spark, that motivation, right? And then they see a long pathway. But what they never do is break it down into those bite-sized chunks and go, how do I make sure that this long pathway isn't one that I get lost on and give up on? Because you you're not you don't fail till you quit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think where I where I excel is putting the habits in place. So the gym is a perfect example. Golf, I'm practicing all the time. Mm-hmm. We played around the other day. You know, there was was it you that was there when I nearly drove the green? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't do that three weeks ago. Yeah, you cranked that thing. Yeah, spent some time on a par four. By Old man John was who yeah. we got teamed up with was stoked on life <laughs> after seeing that drive. But yeah, there's so much that I can still fix though. But mm-hmm. the pathways are in place. So now, especially since I gave you a run for your money on the on first my nine schedule, holes, and I shared the video with you guys in our group chat today. You did not give me a run for your money. You were ten shots behind me by the end of the game. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you. Would you shoot one hundred five? I finished ninety five. Oh. <laughs> I said the first nine. <laughs> front nine, we were even. Yeah, I shot a fifty on the front nine, which is awful. By the way, we're gonna we're gonna keep just. Re- I have this in my phone as a reminder. Stephen shoots eighty five or less in one year, so you have yep. till eight twenty four. Yep, I know this, but I'm really focused on it just now, right? And I've built into my daily routine 
watching videos and trying things and figuring out how to fix things and learning from people that are very mm-hmm. good at it, right? So I've built a habit now. Every day there's one video, regardless of whether it's a five minute or a 20 minute video, I pick one that's relevant. What am I doing? How do I fix it? A podcast. I told you from the start, we're only going to do this if it's natural. We're only going to continue to do it if we think we're good at it. And we're only going to continue to do it if we don't sound like absolute amateurs, which we still might. I was like, dude, what happened? Okay, we stuck with point one, but what about two and three? (laughs) But we get together once a week. And if we're not going to get together in a week, we'll record two. Mm -hmm. We've traveled two people to interview them. We've created Zoom meetings to interview people. But we created the habit. Mondays without the podcast suck. For me, at least. I don't know if you're probably happy because you don't see me. Um, <laughs> you know, but then then it gets even simpler than that. Dinner and drinks. We eat dinner and breakfast and lunch at given times. Mm-hmm. If we get out of that habit, bad things can happen because we just snack all the time, right? So... I think, like, I keep coming back to habit because I just think habit is such a great substitute for motivation. I post motivational quotes almost every day. I don't know if I would say it's a substitute for motivation. I think it's better than I would motivation. say it works well in conjunction with it. No. And it, it habit makes it motivation easier. It's all over motivation. Or habit makes drive easier in, by your definition of it. No, I think, it, I think habit eats motivation for breakfast. I don't understand how someone could be motivated to put a habit or how someone could put a habit into place without motivation. No, 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 no. See, the motivation is the spark. Okay. You schedule the habit and you make it habit. But so how it takes, so to, to that point? It takes point. 28 days for someone to become habit. For those 28 days, you're not motivated every day. At that point, it's grit. At that point, it's just... That's I'm your drive we were talking this. about. Yeah, that's drive. Now, motivation... Like I said, eases in and out throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. There are days you wake up and it's like, fuck this, I don't want to go to work. But you go because you're expected to be there at 8 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. You're not there because you want to be. You're not there because you're motivated. You're there out of habit. See, and I would say that that's... Because like I go to work or I showed up because I was motivated not to let you down. I go to work because I was motivated not to let my teammates down and I said I was going to. I wanted to keep my word. That's a character thing, though. That's not a motivation for me. <clears throat> yeah, maybe. But I guess how could motivation not be part of your character either? Why couldn't those be... Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't I've know never I looked at someone and said, they're really motivated. Really? I see people that are driven, and I see people that have great habits, but I don't see people that are always motivated. No, and I don't disagree with that. I don't think anyone's saying that motivation is something that you're always going to have all the time and that that's what keeps you going 24-7, right? Sometimes it is going to be the habit. And we talked about that with, to your point, the, the gym. And I mean, there's sometimes it's the habit was the only thing that gets you through. But yeah, what was interesting going back a little bit is I, you talked about Simon Sinek's why. And so I actually wrote down some things as far as steps. In your steps, it was funny because you're, t- you're describing things that... So here's where we get to align on something. 
here's where we'll, we'll agree. As I was like, for motivation, right? Thinking about what, are the, what is something that I enjoy doing? What is the thing like, what's my why, right? And you put the why word to it, which is like, yes, that's it. Like, what's your why? What's the thing that you enjoy doing? What, what do you want to do this for, right? That goes to motivation. And then the steps, what are the steps? Okay, here's my plan, putting a plan into place. And then I took the atomic habits, little micro bite size habits, or steps, if you will, right? What are the things that I need to put in place to ensure that I'm going to get to that thing that I want or that experience that I want or that, you know, to get rid of that fear that I have, whatever it is. So I actually agree with you on that. I (laughs) I created a concept. If I ever write a book on habits, I created a concept, three R's. So I've got ritual. Mm-hmm. What's your ritual, right? So for me, I, I, I always come back to sport. People used to wonder what I did before games because I was the last one to leave the locker room. And then I, I completely, and this is before the age of people in headphones being able to jam everybody out. But I didn't talk to my teammates before a game unless I chose to, like I I had something specific to, hey, last game, you did this, I need you to do this. I was just, I was focused, right? I was hyper-focused before soccer, before basketball. It was just like, I'm in the zone, I'm not fucking about, I'm not making jokes, not here to have fun at this point, I'm here to win, right? So that was my ritual. It was putting my socks on in the same order, right foot, left foot, right shoe, left shoe, like everything had to be the same each time that's my ritual so i've got ritual i've got routine and i've got rewards so those are my three and it's funny you're saying that to get that gratification at the end and this comes back to what i'm saying about habit you put those three things in place right so have a ritual so my alarm goes off it's in another fucking room if i'm not already awake and gone and switched it off before can only lay there for so long before I want to rip my hair out right <laughs> so I get up and I switch that off and I'm sorry for this being graphic but I go and I pee wash my face you know come back in my room I'm wide awake clothes on shoes in the same way blender bottle pre-workout let the dog out the back let her back in the whole time I've got my airpods in listening to a podcast or a book or something and then I drive to the gym that's my ritual, right? The routine is what I do once I'm at the gym, and then the rewards are being done, right? And long-term health, prosperity, all the rest of it. So to your point, I think if, if we look at it from the perspective of the three R's, whenever you have motivation kicks off, but then you have to create ritual, routine, and rewards. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets you to the first motivation, the first motivation point. It's like, that's what I want, but the motivation that for me is the ignition, the spark, the combustion engine at the start, that bang, See, now we're gonna go and achieve. Yeah, so, and, and that's a good way to put it. I like that way of putting it to your three R's is a, is a nice way of kind of clarifying. Uh, what about when the church camp high, you've heard me talk about that before, right? The what? The, I call it the church camp high, right? Temporary yeah. high that people get, right? It's like you go to a Tony Robbins 
event you come back and you are motivated to kick some ass right like woo, you've got your wampers and you're sitting there whacking away smacking people in the forehead yelling demons come out or something like that i don't know what he actually does but so you go and you have this motivation and you start and that wanes and then you go and you get on youtube and you watch a motivational video again and you go and you've got a little bit of motivation right and so motivation's temporary we've kind of established that and agree on that right what about that I think if you need someone else to motivate you, the first thing you have to look at is your mindset. Mm -hmm. I think mindset is broken. If you rely on an external factor to be motivated to achieve for yourself. I would say sometimes. Now, I will caveat that with saying um, Tony Robbins does nothing for me. John Maxwell does nothing for me. And it's funny because they're two of the most successful mm-hmm. in what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think they're nothing but a collection of quotes with very, very little substance. Albeit that they've written books. and But all they're doing yeah, is repackaging. Uber successful. I essentially think they repackage the same book over and over and over again and throw it at a different market, a different vertical. Um, I, in the last month, found out, I actually sat down and had lunch with a guy who is part of Tony Robbins inner circle hmm. 150,000 a year I think him and his spouse pay to be part of a thousand strong group is this somebody that we Tony's might have quote, introduced you to Tony's quote unquote friend yeah. yeah I also have a friend who's been a podcast guest and we will not say his name who does the same thing with his wife for John C. Maxwell mm-hmm. and <laughs> I do not feel I feel that if you, like I said, there's a, there's, a, there's a mindset issue there if you constantly need an external factor or an external person to motivate you. I also think the church camp high, as you call it, mm-hmm. is natural and healthy. It's an endorphin rush. It is really good, I think, to seek out, not because you need it, but because sometimes it's good to have the affirmation that you're on the right path. It's good to seek out motivation. It's good to know, hey, for me, it's Simon Sinek, it's Bill Beswick, it's different coaches. It's uh, I mean, Bill Belichick is a huge inspiration to mm-hmm. me. I can't say that around here because people hate him. Um, go Pack Go and F the Seahawks. Um, <sighs> Seahawks beat the uh, Patriots last night just. Um, so I seek out, I do seek out knowledge. But I don't seek out knowledge as a motivational factor. See, that's funny. I seek funny. out knowledge so that I then can retain and share that knowledge. So one of the types of intrinsic motivation that they talk about in here is learning motivation. Yeah. And it's the motivation basically for the process of learning, not necessarily the end product even. Yeah. Well, again, going back to the sporting world as a coach... I had to, had to, had to hammer this home to both young players, and when I say young players, I'm talking 12 and up, 12 to 18, and their parents. Don't, f- don't fall in love with this pipe dream of college soccer or professional soccer because most kids will never play college soccer. And if they do, 99% of college athletes never make it in professional sports. So, I mean, we're talking about a tiny, tiny fraction of a tiny, tiny fraction to do both, mm-hmm. right? 
fall in love with the process, fall in love again with the ritual, the routine, and the reward daily, weekly, monthly. And guess what? Nobody's saying that that dream won't happen. What we're saying is fall in love with the process and do it because you love the process, not because you love the reward, right? And again, one of the most overused and misquoted biblical quotes is money is the root of all evil. And it's not what they say is... I forgot the first part of that. Yeah. This, the, the, the love of money. The love or lust of money yeah. is the root of all evil. So the pursuit of it. Mm-hmm. So no, money's a great tool. Money's, money's, I mean, the Bible teaches how to be good with money. What it says is it shouldn't be your be all and end all. And if we take that same concept, this is where we talked last week. You asked if I believed in God. And I said, no, I don't believe that the Bible is literal. I believe that it's a collection of stories you're supposed to take someone away from. What I take away from that is if we apply that through everything, then we're supposed to love the process. We're not supposed to love the end game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, I don't know if that answers, but yeah, I love learning. I love the process of learning. Yeah, that's, yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so can we go through the different types? You said there's different types of motivation. You mentioned one of them there. Yeah, we could go through them. Like I said, the overarching ones in this particular article, this is one that I printed off, was the 11 types of motivation, what they are, and how to use them 2020. <laughs> 2020, the year of COVID, by Evan Tarver. And I didn't. I should have printed off like actually the site it came from as well, but I didn't because I cut and paste it. Well, if you send it to me, we can add it to the show notes because I can do show notes now. Did you see? I've been adding links to her. Look at you. Look at you. Getting all fancy. Yeah, so I'll go over them real quick if you want to. Types of internal motivations. The first off, the intrinsic psychological, as I say. There's competence and learning motivation. Uh, One and the same. We kind of talked about that. The motivation to learn something and go through the process of it Mm -hmm. more so than necessarily the end product. Attitude motivation, kind of the type uh, that's cultivated through the desire to change the way you uh, or other people think and feel. So you're motivated to change someone's opinion, maybe. Like Stephen, I would say probably very much has an attitude motivation to get people to see his way of thinking. Can, can I can I speak to that? <laughs> yeah, do. Just quickly. Yeah, I like I it. I absolutely want people to see my point of view. I don't need people to accept it as their own. Yeah. So there's a huge difference there, and I think... And that That's, was my words. It's one of the adding the Stephen part. One of the biggest issues in 2020 is that people will argue because yeah. they have different attitudes and point of views and motivations. Mm-hmm. And if yours isn't the same as theirs, you're all of a sudden an evil Nazi bastard that wants to to take away their liberties and lives. And there was so speaking of total tangent, I was looking at this. I was reading an article. Somebody posted something political online. <laughs> older gentleman no. posted it. Like, educated older gentleman. I was surprised he was even... Has he been cancelled yet? Has he been cancelled yet? Yeah. If you post something political and people disagree with you, you just get cancelled. It's cancel culture. <laughs> cancel culture. <Just> delete. <laughs> so this older gentleman, who's retired now, gets on. He's posting stuff. And then somebody gets on and blasts him, basically, like... I didn't think you had the any balls, but it didn't, like they're talking like just below the belt. And he comes back. He's like, "Well, you don't have any balls or brains." I'm like these old men are going at it on Facebook, yelling at each other about how they don't have balls or brains. <laughs> and it was all over some political thing. I was like, "Why do you even care that much?" Like, 
we've had this is a whole different topic but we've had presidents from both sides a lot of them are egotistical assholes and we've had democratic and republican senates and democratic and republican congresses what do you i mean why do people even care that much it just uh, okay but can the, I, can this I, yes do you want me to answer something. your question not really okay but sure <laughs> if it's quick i don't know that i'm going to answer it so much as just make my own comment here okay <laughs> i can't fathom people losing their mind over who's going to be in the white house because what they decide and what they do by the time it trickles down to spokane doesn't make a friggin difference and they're in there for four years you can't get anything enacted in four years if you want if you truly want to be involved in politics be involved in your local council mm-hmm. and your local elections mm-hmm. even at the state side outside of this clown jay Inslee, by the way if you like jay Inslee, I make zero apologies. He is not a smart man. He's an absolute clown. Um, And he does not believe in science because every time he says he's using science and data, he gives anecdotal evidence as opposed to actual scientific data. But even at the state level, 99.99% of the decisions Jay Inslee makes do not affect me or the people in Spokane. Spokane is its own little entity, and if people focus locally, rather than focusing on this hierarchy and the guy at the top of the hierarchy or the woman at the top of the hierarchy, which is what it's probably going to end up being if the other side win, then (laughs) seriously, that is not going to affect your day-to-day life. No, I agree. Okay, back on topic. That was our tangent. (laughs) Gosh. Achievement motivation. Yep. This is kind of, again... The desire to be, uh, excuse me, the desire to pursue and achieve a specific goal. So your experience goal would be kind of an example of that, right? Like you want to go and travel pick, pick, you know, to mm-hmm. all the stadiums like you talked about, right? Creative motivation. There's Some of these are really interesting. I didn't even think about the fact. I'm like, that's a really weird way to be motivated, but I guess so. Achievement motivation is probably the most common. That is very common. Yeah. Like Running a marathon, climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. It's kind of a clearly stated goal. Yeah. Uh, creative or innate drive for creative expression, creative motivation, one of them. Uh, the desire to express yourself is that creative motivation, another way of putting it. Psychological motivation, this is when I was like, what? And it's the internal force that's kind of beyond your explanation. Like you did something and you were motivated to do something and you don't really know why you were even motivated to do it, but you just felt so driven and motivated to do it. It's something that is deep psychologically inside you that's motivating you to do that. Something ingrained in your character. Well, I think, yeah, I think that's probably how people get involved in a lot of causes mm-hmm. you know touches them. and it can be somewhere they're walking down the street and they see a drug addict and all of a sudden they feel psychologically motivated to go and and help people in rehab you know something like that yeah totally so if we're jumping now to the external motivation right out of the ex- the more psychological and into the more tangible mm-hmm. steven's gonna adjust his pants are you into belt loop punch no, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you? Just wasn't comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, gosh. So you were talking about uh, achievement, but that's really more on the psychological side. This one is incentive motivation, is one of the in- external ones, kind of motivated by the reward more than the achievement of the goal itself, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, 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 I achieved the goal, don't really care, but I got the car. That's what I wanted. I wanted the car, right? 
that type of goal. Fear motivation, we've touched on this a couple of times, right? Like the, mine would be the fear of letting people down a lot of the time. Like I don't want to let people down, so I show up. Whether or not I was motivated to do the task at hand, I'm showing up because I don't want to let my friend, my colleague, whoever I kept this time with, down. Power motivation, Stephen. Motivational factor that says people are motivated by control over their own lives and the lives of others. Toddlers. Great example of this. Weston, right now, motivated in whatever way that gives him control. <laughs> Toddlers, this motivation, power motivation, oh, buddy. Parents that are listening to this know what I'm talking about. You should read up on, and some, some of the, the psychosexual stages are absolute horseshit, and Courtney next door could probably talk to this, but the Freud, Freud's um, psychosexual stages, um, hmm. There's a, there's actually a stage in child development where they want to take control. Oh yeah, yeah that's you, sh- you should read up on it. It's actually really interesting. Most of childhood. Yeah, but that's where so Freud's where anal tendencies and stuff like that come from, and basically the entire construct was that and he calls it psychosexual stages. Is that the first woman a boy ever falls in love with is his mom. And then yeah. he wants to control, and yeah, so it's not it's not unhealthy at all. Yeah, is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I don't think it is too. It's purely just a stage in a kid's life, right? Yeah. But it is a motivation, right? They feel like they don't control other things, so they want to focus in on their motivated mm-hmm. to take control over something. But affiliation and social motivation. So talks about uh, motivated by social factors, belonging, acceptance. Uh, getting people to see your way of thinking again. Mm-hmm. Keep going. That that was it. Those were, that was eleven. I feel like there's a there's one missing. What's that? Um, and maybe it's incorporated in, in one of the others or something. Something else, but I think there's motivation to prove others wrong. Maybe that would be psychological. That, yeah, I was or, like, I that's going to go or that. to get revenge. So, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, I bet you that does. No, so, you know, yeah. so if you think about it again, coming at it from the sporting side of things, they say the hardest thing in sports to do in professional sports is to beat the same team twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I used to always pride myself on that, that, hey, a team might beat us once, but they're not going to beat us the next time. The next time we play them, I know who their best player is. I'm going to knock him on his ass early, and then we're going to dominate them. Totally. Um, and I'm surprised that's not mentioned in there. Well, they do have a whole section on sports, types of motivation okay. in sports. Got yeah. And it talks about achievement, incentive, fear, power, and com- competence. Did I say that one? Competence or competition? Competence. Huh. Yeah. Also, speaking of revenge, Did I miss one? <laughs> one of my favorite... Uh, fiction books which I don't read very often but I try and read this one once a year is The Count of Monte Cristo I have a lot of respect for that The Count of Monte Cristo yeah Yeah, have you read it? no do you know the premise? (sighs) is that the one with the stage? no that's The Phantom I'm thinking of The the Count of Monte Cristo essentially spends his whole life enacting a revenge plan and then executes it perfectly. Name some names. Um, so if you've ever seen the movie Sleepers with Brad Pitt as well. Nope. Um, essentially, uh, yeah, same thing. Some boys and some horrible things happen to them in a detention home and they enact revenge on all the people Oof. perfectly. 
it's there's just something gratifying about it for me i love the it's the process i guess yeah that's totally some type of so- psychological motivation right like yeah to have someone feel something yeah so maybe revenge is yeah. psychological motivation but yeah sleepers it's a, it was originally a book by a guy called lorenzo carcatera um huh. and it's based on a true story his true story i'm sure somebody could tell so, us a lot about yeah you would like it it's a really good movie actually and a book um, super see i don't it's like based movies, on the though, count of monte like cristo and they mention the count of monte cristo in it interesting so, so same plot line or no 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 no, no. sleepers is a lot darker oh boys, good that's how i want to watch are abused I don't want to watch that. You don't see that. It's a bit afterwards. It's actually a really great movie. But yeah. So I think revenge is also, it probably is a psychological motivator. Um, so yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't want to watch so that. So I'm, I'm intrigued. So if you're listening to I'm motivated to, this, to not watch that. Obviously, Ben and I have some very differing topics on the, the whether motivation is temporary permanent fleeting um i think it's something that's there at the start and fleetingly throughout a process i was gonna say fleeting so um you were you weren't i was okay yeah. so all right so we did end i don't up i don't agree as you say i don't think motivation is a permanent thing right mm-hmm. that's why i think it's something that needs to be rekindled if you will yeah oh so i would look at motivation the same way i look at attitude right it's like a fuel tank. Mm-hmm. You can you can run it all the way to empty mm-hmm. and then slowly fill it up. Yep. Or you can use a little bit and replenish it, and use a little bit and replenish That's a, it. I and like you can that feed analogy. off other people's like as well. That. See, so I actually wrote down one of the things I was talking about is is that right in finding the way to mm-hmm. refuel yeah. your motivation tank because if you're running purely off motivation or purely off drive. I think that wanes, and in time, that you fall on your face, right? Yeah. So it's like you need to have just like eating, like you can't just go days without eating food and still maintain the same energy level. Like you're, mm-hmm. at some point, you're going to crash. Your blood sugar will crash. You'll go down and face plant into the ground. Yeah. Motivation and drive, I think, are the same way. So I talked about finding those ways that are important to rest, to rejuvenate, because the part that I think is motivation is necessary in stressful situations and jobs to push through, right? Motivation drive, we'll lump them together to some degree in this, is necessary. Come the first five years of of finance, like you do it because you're motivated and driven. Yeah, you can form habits, certainly, right? Things that have, in the first couple of years, you probably won't have habits because you don't even know what works or doesn't work at that point. So it's purely just off motivation and drive. The motivation to succeed, provide mm-hmm. for your family, have a client base, live a lifestyle in 10, 15, 20 years that most people aren't going to live. But that takes a long freaking time. So you have to be motivated. But. Yeah. And I think if you want me to use another fuel analogy, the very first car I ever had, I bought it myself. It was a piece of shit. It was a Peugeot 309. Um, Remember, he grew up not in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, you can't buy that brand here. Yeah. But it's a French brand. Yeah. Um, and I drove it to and from school. Peugeot. That's f- Some people say Peugeot, but it's actually Peugeot. P-E-U-G-O-T. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lion rampant. Mm-hmm. Is there literally? I don't know what it is, yeah. Um, but I'll show you one. It was a nice car, but, but I had a 1990, and I think I bought it in 99, and it was a piece of shit. Head gasket ended up going on it. Uh-oh. But I had to, where I was going. That means your engine go poo-poo, everybody. Oh, yeah. It would have cost me more for a head gasket than it would have for the car. So 
I had to replace the fuel pump on it like five times. And the reason I had to replace the fuel pump on it is because I would run it to empty. And I knew exactly how far it would go on empty. I think most people know that with their cars, right? But if you've ever ran out of fuel, which I have, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like, oh crap, I forgot to fuel up, at least for me. It was always, I've got this. I can squeeze out an extra couple hundred yards. And the analogy that I would, I've always, every time it's been close to a gas station, thankfully, and I can run and get some. And I haven't done it for years and years and years. But the analogy is that you can run on empty as well, whether it be motivation mm-hmm. or attitude, but you can only run on empty for so long. And you better make sure that you're close by somebody that can lift you back up, build you back up, get you motivated, get you to the point that you can put some habits in place. Otherwise, that's a slippery slope to to a pretty horrible existence. No, it is too. I mean, you, you can only do something so long that you don't want to do. The other part that I was going to say with all is if you find yourself, and you said this a little earlier on hinting out, constantly having to go back and try and find motivation for something, right? What that says is that your why isn't aligned, right? I mean, I mean, if you've enacted a plan, right? You go back to what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm motivated by this. I'm enacting a plan to hit it. It's like maybe your plan isn't in the right direction. You're doing something wrong. Like something's off if every day you're finding yourself trying to go and seek motivation to get out of bed. Like something is off oh, yeah. there, right? And that so, comes back to the mental health stuff, right? Yeah, that comes back to mental health stuff, right? And that September comes back to depression. Mental Health Awareness Month, by the way. Is it really? Look at yes. that. So we're almost out of September, but, you know, yeah, we're two-thirds of the way through it. But we're giving everybody but, a reminder. Um, maybe revise. Stop and revise your plan. See if really the plan that you've enacted is is aligned with your why or the things that you actually wanted to accomplish. I I mean, I have to do this sometimes, too, and be like, man, am I really running in the direction that I'm supposed to be running to accomplish the things and live the life that I want to live, live right? And, and sometimes you realize that you've been so driven so motivated that you're running in a direction that isn't even the plan that you originally enacted because you never stepped out to take a look at the plan. Yeah. Well, we found our way back to a certain concept so many times since we started this podcast, and it's balance. Yeah. You can be so motivated and so driven and so friggin' habitual and focused on something Mm -hmm. that you forget the living part of life. You forget to do the things that fill your cup emotionally spiritually and you know that's that's more dangerous than not being motivated and not being habitual getting to the point that the only singular focus you have is a material possession Mm -hmm. or a a goal or you know you, you look at people that have gone crazy in the pursuit of these unachievable goals which there's no such thing really as an unachievable goal but it may just be that hey, you're gonna f- you're gonna be a step in the process to get into that goal. You know, it may be like um, whether it be Sir Isaac Newton or somebody like that. Like they all like Sir Isaac Newton was the guy that basically defined gravity, right? Or Thomas Edison and the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. So he was probably so hyper focused on that that I bet relationships suffered, his, his quality of life suffered, and. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes people are, the other part of it, you might be so motivated for a win mm-hmm. that you're putting that square peg in that round hole like nobody's business too, right? And causing even more issues for yourself than it's worth. So yeah. I think 
you still need to use wisdom and sometimes stop and say, hey, is this actually good or bad <laughs> what I'm doing? Because some people are so motivated to your point. It wrecks relationships. Yeah. You know, it, it wrecks their life and they're going down a path where like I was so motivated to achieve this thing that I realized I was no longer even running in the direction of the thing that I really wanted to achieve or I did so at the detriment of everything else. Well, I've pointed this out and the guy I talked about at the start that uh, didn't show up to golf until 7th or 8th hole. Um, I think one of the things I said to him when we played golf, talking about soccer again, I always find my way back to it eventually. Um, people that are in soccer full time, they do all these licenses and they do all these accreditations and they want to be the absolute best coach and develop all these young kids and, and right. But when does soccer when does soccer happen? Evenings and weekends, right? Mm-hmm. Family time. Do you know what they neglect? Their families and their wives and their significant others. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honestly, the United States Soccer Federation should probably have a course for everybody that's going to work full-time in soccer that is about the balance and making sure that you're not neglecting your relationships outside of the game. Oh. And I think it would be a huge, huge thing and it would help a lot of young men and women now because um, it was a very male-dominated sport when I was in it um, and young women now though that it would help them maintain their families the divorce rate among soccer coaches and soccer directors and such is sky high because they travel a lot they're gone evenings they're gone almost every weekend of the year at a tournament or a game and it affects hmm. so it's an interesting observation yeah okay you get anything else Benny Boo no shall we wrap things up have we talked enough uh, oh yeah we love when you guys oh, yeah. rate us review us and recommend us that's our favourite when you share us it's really your favourite that's super favourite and we do like feedback so shoot us a text message an email a phone call whatever if you disagree with us let us know I'd love to hear your your um your theories on motivation and processes and habits. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um, Tell us if you think Stephen's wrong. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm wrong a lot. What? And other people's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you actually admitting to them? <laughs> I've been wrong. Next up, we're talking about being a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sociopath. In other people's opinions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys. That's a full hour of Ben and Stephen. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.